I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 10th of March. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets, startups. And uh, I'm Nadine Blaney here with Andrew Gagan. Look, it's about oil these days as well. It's pretty slick, isn't it? <laughs> no, slick markets today. Um, yeah. Moving high. Where do we end up? About 1.1%. 1. 1%, 1%, yeah. So yeah. the S&P ASX 200 at 7,131. And that brings us, Andrew, positive mm. for the week to date, up by about a quarter of 1%. Overall, it's good effort. Um, totally. Certainly better than the global average, you would have thought. And that goes back to that point that uh, you know, a lot of the people we've been speaking to is that uh, the Australian market has outperformed because uh, it has been a good place to hide. It sure has. It's interesting, though, today the big miners did not come to the party. Part and parcel, that was Rio Tinto trading ex-dividend. But, uh, you know, commodities did come off through the overnight period. We saw iron ore falling through this Asian session. It really did take a bite out of those metals and mining stocks, energy as well. Yep. But, you know, the bank's so strong today. Yeah, they were. Uh, well, nickel mines, the pain continued there. That was off around 13.5%. Um, and, yeah, obviously those, uh, those companies in energy, Beach was off. Uh, and Woodside Petroleum, we'll get to that in just a moment, but that was also off today as well. Whereas the travel stocks, they benefit once again. It comes back to that oil story. Yeah. Uh, uh, in that Qantas was up significantly along with Flight Centre, given they had slidden from uh, slidden. That's no word. They have sl- it's making stuff up now, people. <laughs> <laughs> They've come off significantly over the past week uh, over those concerns about where those oil prices are going. In fact, we heard that from uh, the Qantas CEO, Alan Joyce, earlier in the week saying, look, watch out. But if uh, these prices are sustained, airfares will be going up. Tech names also doing really well today, even really beaten down ones that um, look lots of conversations I have about Appin, for example, which is up by 5.5%, just saying... You know, um, yeah, it's it's in a downgrade cycle still. But I had a chat with Dean Fergie from Cyan Investment Management uh, on the small caps, actually, earlier today. You can find the episode online. He's saying it's time to start looking for some opportunities in some of those beaten down tech names. And he named he named Zero as one of them. Um, and he actually did talk about Appin. So maybe worthwhile going and having a listen to that. But he's pretty sure... That the market may have bottomed. Yes, it is reacting to any bad headline and will continue to do so. But he reckons that a lot of it is already priced in. And if we start getting more positive headlines out of the European region, particularly, he, he thinks that you know stocks could really get a move on. Mm. Whereas we spoke to Trent Primer from uh, Barclay Pierce mm-hmm. and he warned of the dead cat bounce. Look, he says, we will get past this, but we'll go, you know, once this is resolved, this is as far as Ukraine is concerned. Uh, but he said, then we'll return to where we were just before that conflict got underway. So he's keeping his exposure in uh, commodities um, as a result. 
And uh, interesting that we also heard from Andrew Wylant today, the ETF man. Um, <laughs> he's still liking gold, interesting, and uh, food and, of course, um, energy as mm-hmm. uh, saying they're sort of good defensive plays, essentially. Yeah, well, because, you know, even if we see these violent rallies, even if the bottom is in, you know, I had a conversation with Keith Bliss today who said that he still believes that we're in a secular bull market. Um you know, it is going to be volatile. I don't think I've met or spoken with anybody who has said it's not going to be volatile, that it's only going to be one-way traffic, because even taking the war out of the equation, well, we're expecting a U.S. inflation print to be at 40-year highs tonight, mm, and mm. we've got the Fed meeting next week. You know, it's not getting easier out there. be interesting to see, yeah, we're speaking of that, we've got the ECB tonight too, yeah. how they play this because of those inflationary pressures we're seeing, particularly given the war in Europe. Uh, how are they going to cope with that? And the, the rhetoric recently has been quite uh, hawkish, but the expectation they're going to come off now um, as a result of you know some fears about growth in Europe in general. Hey, Nadine, great conversation that you and I had today with Meg O'Neill yeah, yeah. from Woodside. She was in the studio. It was great to speak to her um, in person. And, well, uh, she's been let out of WA. Yeah. Well, in fact, a lot of those, <laughs> yeah. a lot of those chief executives in WA have already made the move over here because of those border restrictions, which of course have come down now. But WA now feeling the pain just as far as those COVID infections now moving higher. That's something to watch. Uh, but yeah, we're asking her too about uh, obviously the problem there with uh, finding skilled workers, which she says is a problem. In fact, I asked her that mm-hmm. in the lead up to the election, what she'd like to see. Uh, obviously, some policy movement just to free that up to get more workers. Policy uh, movement there, but policy stability elsewhere in terms of tax and in terms of energy policy, in terms of moving to this uh, net zero world that you know even the nation's biggest oil and gas producer is you know, jumping on board with. But perhaps the most important thing or interesting thing I thought her her saying was, um, you know, all of these investment decisions that they make, Scarborough now seems like a stroke of genius if everybody's going to be seeking their oil and gas from elsewhere, you know, Russia Russia being off the list. Um, you know, she said, really, we make these decisions for the long term. But uh, she said, usually they look through short-term noise, not mm. this time. This time it's fundamentally changed things for the longer term. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Scarborough. That's still what? Um, I think it's still three years off until they actually yeah, start. Yeah, 60% of that is already spoken for. And she said yep. she's answering phone calls for the rest of it now. Well, not surprisingly, too, because as the rest of the world is, as you mentioned, trying to find that energy security right now. And they've got a big play with uh, a lot of Asian nations. And she's expecting that those contracts are simply going to keep coming from that area. The money's flowing in well, to Woodside as well. Its balance sheet might be net debt, you know, free. And so we also asked about that toolkit. Actually, she said it's a toolkit that they have to return money to shareholders. You should listen to the interview. You can um, access it yourself via the show notes. It's uh, worth worth you know so going going to the coal face in this energy price shock environment. All right. So our um, our stock of the day was uh, Worley. In fact, it's uh, another one of those companies that's um, doing what it can, just as far as. Uh, Russia and the pushback there is concerned. Um, it is that global engineering group and it's uh, following the lead of those other uh, companies in the oil and gas space and pulling out of Russia. We also heard that from Rio too today. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Worley was uh, stock of the day um, given its weighing into that space and we heard from Carl uh, Kapalinga from Think Markets. He thinks there's going to be more announcements like this from Corporate Australia. And David Lane from Ord Manette. 
passing uh, their judgment on Worley. Credit to Worley for, for taking these steps. As you say, it's not going to be material to their operations. Um, you know, stock's down a bit today, but it's bounced back really from those lows. So I think market's going to take it. Um, take this announcement in their stride. More broadly speaking, you're right. I mean, Aviva uh, pulled out, uh, might have been yesterday or the day before, they're not buying any crude. Uh, Perth Mint's pulled out. Um, Australian Super said they're going to divest any, anything to do with Russia. I think Australian corporates are going to, going to toe the line here for good reason. And uh, yeah, there are probably many more announcements like this to come. I'd be comfortable adding this to a, you know, a, a, even a longer term portfolio. Is, um, I don't know if it's core, core holding, but probably um, you know, a, a half of a core holding and see how it goes. Given the, the long-term view on hydrocarbons, it's looking more and more difficult to get that capital. So we see that uh, despite of the, the fact that we've got a very strong oil price at the moment, longer term it will be difficult to get funding for a, a number of those major projects. So I uh, think that current prices, we take advantage of the, the stronger okay. share price and, and take a few profits on them. So that is not being put to the investment committee. You can listen to that full edition of the call via our website. If we have listeners out there who haven't actually visited ausbiz.com.au, please do. Uh, you'll find all of our interviews throughout the day with very many um, you know, investment managers, stock pickers there, as well as company CEOs and plenty more. Besides, that's ausbiz.com.au. There's my plug, Andrew. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> hey, Nadine, out of all those headlines we've mentioned today, we haven't mentioned perhaps the biggest. It was certainly got us talking in the office. Guy to Bell. I know. <laughs> it's so interesting, isn't it? Going to Fortescue Future Industries. So I saw breaking news. Guy to Bell has resigned from the RBA. I thought, oh, okay. Yeah, deputy then, governor. It sort of breaks that nexus, doesn't it, where the de- deputy governor eventually becomes the governor. I think yeah. that's been the issue. And in fact, yeah, you should check out Annette's view on that, which she has uh, in, uh, in the newsletter just as far as her view on why they need to make that change and perhaps, well, did, was he tapped or did he see the writing on the wall? Michelle Bullock has uh, been touted as a potential um, next governor. Uh, Lucy Ellis as well being touted as a potential next governor, of course. Um, look, we will see. But I do think it's interesting he's going to Fortescue Future Industries, climate change, mm. making a big difference in that regard, I suppose, more meaningful difference. But, yeah, there is the talk that um, saw the writing on the wall decided to leave. Um, well, it's certainly a coup for Andrew Forrest, isn't it? It's, it sure is. I think Fortescue Future Industries is fascinating. Uh, you know, we've said it, and Scotty and I have joked about it on the po- podcast before. We get a press release from FFI, you know, what is it, Andrew, every second day? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it feels like twice a day. Um, but it's one to watch. Uh, really determined to make a mark, really determined, determined to get out there. Look, I've put a few interview requests in. Maybe I'll have more luck now that DeBell's there, you think? Yeah, well, uh, Andrew, Andrew Forrest, if you're out there uh, having a listen, look, you keep firing off these missives to us. Come in and have yeah, a chat. Yeah, just want to have a little chat about it. Um, Andrew, look, tomorrow there's nothing of note on the calendar here in terms of economic data. We will be digesting that inflation read from the U.S. That will dominate the conversation tomorrow morning. And uh, we've got some great guests obviously lined up for tomorrow morning. Um, from the U.S., we'll be getting some insight from Sam, Sam Stovall who is uh, Chief Investment Officer. We've also got somebody joining us from PGM. Ilias Bivek will be joining us. So lots of analysis of that read there and what it means going forward. I mean, yeah. if, it, if it beats expectations, if it misses expectations, does it do anything to change central bank thinking, given we are still in the thick of war in Europe? Well, I'll give you the magic number, eight. 
8%. That's what I'm seeing as far as the analysts are concerned. The economists saying any number with an 8 or above is of huge concern and that's going to cause a bit of panic. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, second day of gains for the local market. We'll hang our hats on that for now. Um, Why don't we call it a day? We've got the last call on tomorrow. And just a PS as well. We are doing a subscriber survey. So anybody who subscribes to ausbiz.com.au, which I hope you all do, you can go on our website and just uh, click a link to win some great prizes. If you give us about, I don't even think it takes 10 minutes. I'd say it takes four or five, really, if you read fast. And just tell us what you think. So we want to continue to give you what you want, give you more of what you want, finesse what we do to make it better for you, essentially. That's a nice rhyme uh, right there, Nadine. Yeah, look, it's exactly what we want to hear because otherwise it's pointless us being here, isn't it? We want to hear what you want to know. (laughs) So (laughs) that's what we're trying to give you. Okay, uh, Andrew, I hope you have a really good night. The sun's still out here in Sydney. Uh, it's going to last for a day or two, so make the most of it. Oh, so it's going to rain for the weekend again. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Okay, have a good one. Thanks, Nadine. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.